Fort Riley, the podcast. I'm Kirk Hutchinson with the Fort Riley Garrison Public Affairs Office. This is episode 99. April is Autism Awareness Month, and we recently had the privilege of sitting down with a couple of military spouses who are also moms with autistic children. I felt so, you know, crazy, and I felt like nobody else saw what I was seeing. That's Bethany Klein, who has one child who has been diagnosed with autism. Once my husband joined the Army, I was talking to actually his doctor on post, and uh, I was like, you know, it's just the meltdowns. And she's like, you know what, let's get this figured out. Let's get him tested again. And he got tested again. She's like, I have a great number for a lady who is absolutely amazing and specializes in children. And we took her to, uh, or took him to go see her, and right away she's like, I see what you're seeing, Bethany. Of course, Army life itself brings its own challenges. Going to other therapies for my children and talking to other adults, like other parents going through it, they, they don't have anybody. And um, talking to them about their husband being deployed or at training, and they're at their wits end. They don't know what to do. They have nobody. Their families hundreds, thousands of miles away. That's Taylor Bailey, who is raising three children who have been diagnosed with autism. You know, you, you have that thinking, am I doing the right thing as a parent? Um, and you always have that concern, even as a, a parent to neurotypical children. Mm -hmm. You wonder, am I doing what's best for my kid? But when you throw special needs in the mix, <laughs> you're really like... Adds a little bit of spice. <laughs> yes, and then sitting there and also trying to fight with therapies or fight with the school district to try to get your kids their, their needs. It's, it's definitely a struggle. That, and don't be afraid to get your child diagnosed because before diagnosis and after diagnosis, it's still gonna be the same kid. It just, you know, mm -hmm. you have tools in your pocket once you get a diagnosis that you didn't have before. So you're not struggling completely on your own anymore. During our conversation, Bethany and Taylor talked about their experiences, the value of their connection with one another, and taking advantage of the resources that are available to families in the military. I think yeah. we've been very blessed. Yeah, especially during this last rotation, because she was there for me when I was having to go to my uh, baby visits for him in Topeka. And honestly, it's so hard to find somebody that you trust to watch your child with autism because they're not going to know what to do if your child completely has a full-blown meltdown, you know? And so I lucked out with her, and she was able to keep my kids when I needed to. And then when she had doctor's appointments and mm -hmm. her husband wasn't able to be there, I was able to help her out. So it's great that we found each other. Yeah, it's definitely a, I lean on you, you lean on me kind of mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah. And, you know, if our kids, one of our kids, like, does something and, like, it's a we call it a miracle. We definitely <laughs> holler at each other. You won't believe what they did. And just like we, when we need advice, you know, we definitely contact each other. Um, or have a rough day. And <laughs> yes, we definitely were going through the same boat with ABA therapies. You know, we were going through it together and starting it. So we would definitely call each other and be like, hey, you know, have you heard anything? Hey, what do we do now? Yeah, because so. getting the therapy started can be one of the hardest things. And something that a lot of people don't know is while you're waiting on your actual autism diagnosis, they can get started in occupational therapy. So they at least have some kind of something going on while you're waiting to figure out what's going on. And they can help with like sensory overload. 
They can help with um, haircut therapy is haircut. what they helped your son with. Yeah. So, and even with my son, like, cause usually with autistic children, you hear that they have like delayed speech. But my son, like from the very beginning was saying like huge words. And we actually found out that he mimics large words that he hears. And that can be another opposite side of autism that you don't usually hear about. Yeah. He, we got his IQ tested and his IQ is super high. And so they said that that can be part of it too, is when they have a super high IQ, they have more meltdowns because they're bored and they don't have enough stuff to st constantly stimulate them. I think that's the struggle is that each child on the spectrum are completely different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got like my oldest, she is a math whiz and I am right there with her and she can prove me wrong with math. And I'm like, hold up. And yeah. then my middle one, he's diagnosed as severe autistic and he is good with like graphic designing and he's only five. And I'm like, wow. And since moving here, like he went from nonverbal to verbal. And, you know, and then I've got my youngest who was just recently diagnosed a couple months ago. And, well, he's just my escape artist. <laughs> you know, he's breaks everything <laughs> apart and tries to put it back together and likes he's to run away. He's going to be your sports star one day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I've got, I've got my work cut out. <laughs> the ladies also talked to us about a common issue for families with special needs children. Isolating yourself as a family with an autistic child is very, very common mm -hmm. because we don't like the stares, <laughs> you know? We don't like the judgment going out in public and, you know, but we, you know, collectively need to get out and not worry about people's judgment and stuff like that because at the end of the day, you know, our children are going to live in this world and people just need to accept it. <laughs> and depression and anxiety are very high for parents that have children with autism. Um, I definitely can speak for myself, especially with the isolation. I do isolate myself. Um, but with three kids, one will only listen. I'm usually <laughs> scattered between the two. Um, but you know, seek help if you need it. There's sources, there's resources out there. And, um, you know, I just say to hang in there. It's, it's a tough, tough road, but try to reach out and find people who understand you and understand your, your Struggles. family. Yes. And, you know, especially being in the military, it is extremely hard. Um, and they will act out more when, the one parent's gone. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, usually you will have that small period where they act out and then it's like the golden child. And then daddy comes back and then it's like, what in the world? My house is messy. You're acting up, breaking things. And then slowly it goes back to normal. So um, enjoy the golden child <laughs> while you can. Um, I definitely do. <laughs> I'm like over here saying hallelujah, dancing all day. Yeah, no, I wake up and I never know if my child's gonna have a great day or if he's gonna have a rough day. So. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's a struggle is knowing. Um, What's gonna trigger your child today? Because it could have been something little yesterday 
and today it doesn't bug them and then the next day it'll bug them again and you just never know they're a new child every day yes <laughs> try to find somebody to connect with so you're not alone and isolated and what about moving which is such a normal part of military life for us it was a struggle um, mostly because we left our hometown and that's what we were accustomed to um, so we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming for about two years. So we had slowly started packing things. But there at the end, um, my husband was gone for a few months. So, and it was Christmas time. And we were like right before Christmas time. So here we are packing up the house, getting ready to sell it. And trying to, with my oldest, she understands more. Trying to tell her, hey, we're moving to Kansas. It's going to be fun. Just try to make it a positive experience. Um, when we got here, we the kids loved it. They loved the new house. They were so happy. Let them run around. Don't worry about unpacking everything all at once because um, then you're going to stress yourself out even more. Um, go and explore. Let them see the area. Meet the neighbors. Meet the, yes, I think that was the first thing we did. I think I met you on day, what, day two? Yeah. We met them on day two and let the kids play, and that was not something my kids were accustomed. We weren't from a neighborhood where there was many kids, so it was a whole new experience, and they they had a blast. Yeah. So. Now, living on base for us has been such a blessing. To help families dealing with special needs children, the Army has created the Exceptional Family Member Program to serve those families. With the resources, the guidance, um, I believe it's 100% um, helpful. just to call when yes. you're having like the worst day ever. <laughs> you can call them up and they'll just be somebody that you can just talk to. I mean, they, they really try to help parents and try to help children kind of, you know, get that notch up to be right there with other children in their group, in their age level. So to me, I think it's 100%. Like anybody that would come on post and, you know, is starting the, the process, I would definitely recommend, hey, go over here, you know, call this person, try to start the process to get into it because in the long run, it, even in the short run, it's going to yeah. help you. <laughs> to learn more about the Exceptional Family Member Program and how to get enrolled in it, call Fort Riley's Army Community Service at 785-239-9435. This has been Fort Riley the Podcast. From the Fort Riley Garrison Public Affairs Office, I'm Kirk Hutchinson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>